You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, we've got a lot for you in the coming hour. Um, Nikki Haley has put herself forward for president. Uh, Bethany Mandel uh, will be here to weigh in on why that may make sense in the uh, Jewish uh, circle for votes. Uh, we'll talk about that. Alfredo Ortiz of the small business uh, communities here as well. But we start with Sean Spicer from Newsmax. Stay right here. Kevin Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. And programming alert tomorrow night on the Salem News Channel, 9 p.m., don't want to miss that Kevin show. We've got uh, Amber Shanna Williams, actress. We've got comedian uh, John Christ. We've got uh, celebrity chef Andrew Gruel, and we've got uh, from Newsmax uh, Lydia Serrani, uh, a relatively new anchor there, but someone I did talk radio with in New York uh, for a while. Uh, all going to join us, and then in the music spotlight, uh, Ed Sheeran, the Bard himself, will be gracing us with his presence. So big show tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Salem News Channel, uh, you can watch it on every screen in America. My next guest says that there should be uh, greater attention being paid to the most crucial issues that Americans face by the administration. Why does he believe that? Because he has two eyes and he's breathing. Sean Spicer, welcome back to Kevin McCullough Radio. Good to have you. Good to be with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, before we get into, um, your brand new book, which is out and I'm very excited about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the white house response to these, um, UFOs, the balloons, the crazy things we're shooting down and kind of side by side that with these train derailments and these genuine environmental crises that are going on. Sean, I don't hear anything coming from the left or really even from the white house that's demonstrating leadership on any of this stuff. Is everybody asleep at the wheel? Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. I mean, look, you're, you're opening up a really interesting question that I uh, am looking at on my show at Newsmax, because I, I think you, if you start peeling this onion back, right, you go, okay, it's been two weeks. The first federal official showed up in Ohio yesterday. These <laughs> folks at the white house are usually, you know, love to go out and count themselves uh, after a natural disaster or some kind of uh, tragedy, and yet, where have they been for two weeks? People are suffering. Uh, where are all the environmentalists that care about climate change? That seem to not really care about the 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 soil and the water that is irreparably being damaged, and that there are obviously some serious health and agricultural concerns that that are evolving from this tragedy that occurred out there. Where are they on that? Then you talk about this balloon. Oh, two weeks, whatever it was, 10, 15 days ago, we were told that we couldn't shoot down a balloon from China as it traversed our country over the most sensitive military sites because we were, you know, it, it could potentially do damage. And then within 48 hours, we're, it's the Keystone Cowboys out shooting down anything floating <laughs> so in the I'm air. We're and, shooting, and, that's and, like and, space and, invaders. And, right. But the thing that was so funny is they said, well, they posed a potential threat. So wait. The smaller ones don't pose a threat. The bigger one they did, we couldn't shoot down. 
and and you saw Biden yesterday. He walked up, said about ninety seconds, and then ran from the podium uh, because he didn't want to answer any questions or take any you know have to have to sort of justify the inconsistencies in in these in these cases. It's just it it by it's just it it is mind blowing to me that this is where we are in a country where it's literally we talk about state television sometimes you have a press corps that is so it is sitting there listening to Corinne Jean-Pierre mangle words on a daily basis and they're complicit if president trump had had these this like sequence of disasters all happen in, in, in a you know a short time period what would you have been huddling the group to do would you have advised him to go make a speech? What what would have been the attitude in the White House over this amount of, of problems this shortly? And how would you have responded to it? I wouldn't have had to do anything because President Trump would have run out there and said, I'm going to tell everyone what I'm doing. I'm going to shoot the thing down. I'm going to get on there the phone go. and tell Xi Jinping not to have it again. He wouldn't need a press secretary and advisor to tell him what to do. He would have done right. it and then said, let's go talk about it. And I think President Xi would have called him to apologize and said, hey, it was our mistake. It'll never happen again. You literally have China. Think about this. Floating a spy balloon through the continental United States over our most sensitive military bases, and then they won't accept a call from our secretary of defense. Not only that, they're I mean, threatening they're, to retaliate. They're the table. Right. Yeah, exactly. These guys are turning the tables. This is like the guy that broke it in your house and you kind of calling the cops saying, OK, you uh, now I'm going to get you. It's like, wait a second. You came to my house illegally yeah. and now you're mad at me for, for for acting. I mean, this is but this tells you how bad it is that China is going to retaliate. I mean, they think that we are so weak and pathetic that they're willing to say we're going to get you for acting like this. Real quickly, let's shift gears. You've just released. The Parrots Go Bananas. Uh, without question, yeah. Sean, the most uh, academically in-depth title of, of a tome from you yet to date. <laughs> What's the focus of this great new children's read? It's all about fake news. And so the book, Parrots Go Bananas, it's available at SpicerBook.com, SpicerBook.com. And you can go, and it's a family-friendly book that, that basically it talks about what it's like to have a, a false uh, an accusation falsely uh, levied against you. A good kid gets, you know, maligned by individuals who tell part of the story, and then the truth finally comes out. And so, in this situation, you've got these two characters, Bongo and Asher. They're really great, upstanding parts of their community. They playing in this community baseball game. They get accused of cheating, and then, of course, uh, and everybody says, "I can't believe you did this," and they pile on because, you know, well. Let's just that's how it goes now. But then, of course, and I'm not, you know, I won't give everything away, but basically uh, they they are proven innocent. And everyone says, gosh, we're sorry. And the lesson that they try to teach is, hey, let's not rush to judgment. Let's yeah. not try to accuse things of people. Uh, and, and so Brave Books is the publisher of this. And they do a great yep. job. Love them. Of creating yes. a series. Yeah. And Kirk Cameron just did one. And, you know, but it's a, it, with all the garbage and the junk that, that's forced at kids these days to try to make them woke. The idea is whether you're four or five or six years old and your parents are going to read a book to you or you're like my kids on the older end, 10, 11, 12, and you can read on your own. It's age appropriate. It's the kind of thing that you can hand to your kids and know that they're going to be entertained. They're going to see something. They're going to learn a valuable lesson. And and as I said, so you walk through this. It's, it's the illustrations, I'll tell you, it, it are just absolutely phenomenal. That's not me. Uh, as I have no artistic <laughs> abilities. But I think that the message of 
you know, I, I've seen it. So many of these kids now, especially as they get in their teenage years, they might get accused of something and they go, oh, my God, and everyone piles on. Well, what happens a lot of times with kids is maybe they're the ones who the accusations levied against. But let's say, for example, that they're not and they're being urged to pile on. The yeah. good kids should stand up and say, wait, folks. Yep, These yep, are yep. good kids. Let's get all the facts first. And so whether it, it, I think it starts to teach kids not to rush to judgment, to understand that this isn't how we should treat each other. And so I don't call it out and talk about the media per se. Obviously, a four to 12 year old isn't in that. We're not talking about fake news with them. But for the adults in there, that's what we're really trying to get at is yeah. how do we get ahead and teach them that so much of the stuff that they're seeing and being fed is fake or false. Uh, I love that. And yes, I, I agree with you. Brave Books uh, doing a great job these days. Uh, go to SpicerBook.com and get a copy of The Parrots Go Bananas. Uh, uh, not not one of his weightier uh, volumes. Uh, this one a, a little bit lighter <laughs> on the number of pages. But I think that your kids will truly enjoy it. Sean, always great to talk to you. Uh, what's coming up on uh, Newsmax tonight? Well, look, first of all, it's Friday. So if you've, you know, we do the company quiz. It's one of my favorite parts. It's fun. It's light. But we're going to break down a lot of the things that you and I just talked about. We're going to talk about this issue of CNN. We've got a great group of folks that we're going to break down. We've got... Uh, you know, this what, what happened with Don Lemon accusing, saying that women outside of Good. Uh, 20s, 30s and 40s are not in their prime. And then uh, we've got a, a resident of, of Palestine, uh, Ohio, that's going to talk about the government's response and whether they're getting the attention that they need out there. Tremendous. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Check that out. Spicer and Company tonight on Newsmax. And uh, Sean, always great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Have a you great got weekend. It. You too. All right, Kevin McCullough, uh, we're coming back, got a big show. Bethany Mandel with me next.